0: Take a sip of coffee. Be alright. It's good shit. Oh, coffee on the patio. You know, it's it, life is getting more and more surreal, so welcome back everybody. We're on the porch, and here comes Ryder in the middle of everything. Hi Ryder. Hi Ryder. And we're sitting here on the porch, and it's what day is it? It's Wednesday, right? It is Wednesday. It's Wednesday. And so like i'm driving home from work yesterday so think about this like you're you're living your life you're doing your thing you're you know we started a podcast that's rad and fun and you guys are digging it we like that and so i'm driving home from work and i get an email from eric krasno's publicist slash manager and uh saying hey eric wants to come on the show and let's make this happen and So we're, you know, trying to figure out a time And get all that scheduled And, you know, we record on the weekends usually And for me to think that a musician or an artist Like Eric Krasno is going to be available On a Saturday night or a Sunday morning For fucking No Simple Road is Funny And uh, they were like, yeah, you know, you could do it Like during the day, during the week, this week And, you know, I work a regular corporate America Job and so now I'm sitting on my porch called into work and I'm going to be interviewing Eric Krasno in a half an hour. That's crazy, man! Pretty awesome. Yep. My life is getting our lives are getting more and more and more surreal as the days go on so much stuff has happened this week we both
1: had to cancel stuff I don't work in a corporate regular job as everybody knows I work in the cannabis industry which is very very demanding and I gotta kind of put things on hold for a little bit to make this happen and it's fucking rad
0: (laughs) yeah I mean dude talk about grateful like this show has changed our whole world lately like earlier this week god it's only Wednesday man Earlier this week, we, we met Chuck from Raven's Real Almanac and the Chris Robinson Brotherhood family and talked to him and Claire, and they're just such amazing people. So cool, man. We FaceTime with them the other night, and you could just feel the love coming through the phone, man.
1: They're cool people. Yeah, we were on for
0: hours with them. Yeah, and just connecting with them and going to help them get their podcast up and running. We're going to we're gonna do an interview with their sound guy and dude all these things are happening and you know without you guys out there none of this shit would be happening like we would be living our life and doing our thing but none of this would be going on so we're really grateful to you guys and and thank you so much for the for the love and the feedback that we've gotten keep it coming guys because it means the world to us we are feeling it
1: yeah. Every day Aaron Aaron was you no know, Aaron Aaron's the conductor he comes the things he reads to us and shares with us that come from you guys it sends goosebumps from head to toe every day just to know the love and support that's out there and the love that we're throwing out there and you guys are receiving it's it's like
0: reciprocal fucking love
1: it's amazing <laughs> yeah, man
0: it's, it's a it's a cosmic thing we started a thing and you know what, you guys are helping to keep it going And together it's like this big Ouroboros of love and fun and weirdness And it's it's just a blast So we haven't done the interview yet I can't say that this is, you know Hey, we're going to talk about this or that Because I don't know what we're going to talk about And whatever, you guys are going to hear it while I hear it And that's cool So let's do the business stuff um, First things first, we got stickers printed and if you're interested in a No Simple Road sticker, they're two bucks. And you can go to nosimpleroad.com and there's a merch page on there. And then uh, Justin is working on some t-shirt designs for the show. So pretty soon we're going to have some shirts going because we've had some requests for that. And you know what? To be honest, I want to wear a No Simple Road shirt. Yes. Like, I want to rep my own shit. That's kind of cool. And then... Uh, At the bottom of the No Simple Road page Is that Amazon link If you're gonna buy stuff on Uh, You know what guys I'm sorry I have a cold And my fucking nose is running And I sound probably like I have 10 pounds of cotton Stuffed in my sinuses So I apologize Anyway um, Down at the bottom of the page Is that Amazon link And uh If you click through that And you're gonna go Buy stuff on Amazon You're gonna buy Bazooka Bubblegum Or a comic book Or a Jerry Garcia Bobblehead Or um well, I don't know pot holders. What what else? Um, gnome for your garden. I have talking parrot. Oh, you can get parrot. Okay, like an
1: electronic one. Oh okay, or yeah, I'm the sure fish, they have that. You on know, it. All kinds of things.
0: So if you're gonna buy that kind of shit, Whips, go chains, whatever. Wow, you went there. I'm sorry. I, you can buy those things on on right. Whatever, man. I, I, don't, I don't know, know what I've you're talking things. about. Shh, quiet. Okay. Um. Don't know. Uh, now you made me forget what I was. Oh yeah, at the bottom of the nosimpleroad.com Down there is that Amazon link If you're gonna buy that kind of stuff Uh, it's a way for you to support the show Without spending money you weren't normally gonna spend And they'll send us a small percentage Of what you do And you guys have been using the link And we appreciate it, and it helps the show Like I said, the, we're growing and getting bigger And doing bigger and better and cooler things And cost for the show is going up And, uh it really helps out, you guys Every little bit helps So That's the thing And then also our Patreon So Patreon.com Forward slash No Simple Road That's one word If you head over to Patreon You can subscribe to the show, guys You could, you know Monthly help us out with a buck Or two bucks Or ten bucks Or, or, 1, or a hundred Or a thousand It's up to you bucks. Well, a million That's asking a lot, right? I'm just
1: saying it's an option it, If anyone has any it, It's acceptable It's yeah, acceptable we're, we're not More than rejected. acceptable
0: so i said this the last time we did i did we i did this intro thing like because i was thinking about i'm like that's kind of weird man to like you know put your hand out like that and be like yeah support our show because nobody out there told me to start doing this like i did this on my own this was my idea to start doing this and nobody out there is responsible for my ideas but me but you know what if you're out there and you're listening to the show And you're getting something from it then it's a way for you to support what we're doing and to help us out you know it it does cost money man like you know we're pretty deep in the hole on this thing and and that's cool i'm i'm stoked to do that and like i said that's not anybody's responsibility but mine but this thing has turned into being all about family and growing and building community and being together and sharing love and if you guys can help us shoulder that That's fucking rad. So you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and you can give monthly and we've had some beautiful people go on there and do that and when you do there's different tiers and like I said we're working on the shirts you guys will get your shirts that have pledged that tier and we got the stickers now so you'll be getting your stickers and other stuff we'll send you a picture or we'll even record Darwin chasing rain and send you a video, or make Apple shoot baskets granny style and you can get a video of that or something yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's style. that's worth it to see. It really is. It really is. It's anyway.
1: really funny, especially if
0: I've had a few drinks. Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a A sports fan, so I don't know about that.
1: I'm not a big sports fan. We, uh, me and Ryder, like to play prison rules basketball sometimes too. That's pretty entertaining, but we get hurt.
0: Is that where the cut on under your eye came from? That yeah.
1: Well, we got in an argument afterwards, and I cut.
0: So that's we called. That's not an argument. That's a lover's spat.
1: Yes, when I cut him with a
0: knife. (laughs) 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 All right. Anyways, so. I don't know. Oh, Instagram. Yeah. So check us out on Instagram, guys. There's cool shit going on there. Um, You know, you'll see us recording the show and I try and post some inspirational stuff up there. And our following on Instagram has grown ever since we uh, interviewed Jeremy Dean at Dean's Nuts. Man, that episode blew up. We like broke our one day download record with him and that guy fucking cool brother man really cool people everybody loves dean's nuts everybody does love dean's nuts i guess it's true (laughs) so yeah instagram at no simple road you can go there and then if you're going to be posting on social media if you're going to be you know you're out at a show and you do a little video or you're on vacation or you're taking a picture of your taco or your bowl of ramen or whatever it is you're doing on social media then when you post, go ahead and throw a hashtag, no simple road on there. And at no simple com, uh, up in the menu is the family and that pulls the latest 20 Instagram posts and puts them up there. So it's a cool way for us to see each other, meet each other. And, Oh yeah. Speaking of that, also on the website is a forum and, uh, you guys can go up in there and, you know, there's a family room for us to discuss stuff. You can talk about your most recent show. Um, there's a place for you to get help. You know, we'll try and help you out if you're having a hard time. Things are going on. I know it. this is no simple road. And sometimes things get funky. So, you know, that's where you reach out your hand if your cup be empty and we try and help you out. Um, nobody here is a licensed professional, but, you know, we're family. That's what we're we professionals. do. We're fa- We're professional family. Yes.
1: Fuck. We're professionals in several things.
0: I have a degree, don't you know, in, in something. Something. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that and then do we want to tell him about what Ryder's been doing with YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him. Oh, uh, tell him Ryder. I've been okay. Yes. Come closer, cause you sound like you're in a hallway. you guys had a really Well, what do you want me? Don't touch the mic. I'm gonna Ryder. touch I touch this. This. Oh my god! I touch the
1: microphone. Oh my god (laughs) Don't touch me I'm touching you
0: I've been uh, Converting all of the Episodes Into videos And putting them up on YouTube For anyone that Gets their media Through YouTube So I think I have the first Seven or eight up Right now Hopefully Within the next few days I'll have the rest up Takes a while for them to convert But Yeah Right on Ryder Thank you man I'll,
1: I'll be posting Random videos here and there Of other stuff too for shits and giggles are, are, you, are you done touching me he's th- literally never, almost never sitting on does, just
0: weird done, you guys I'm are making you. this I'm so touching okay, so nah, i like that now he's right. just rubbing my all, right, all right i'm okay. i'm taking the mic away from you guys okay. Okay. so yeah head on over to youtube subscribe to our channel Cause that's cool And you guys are awesome And that's a fun thing to do And you actually get to see me Like I just woke up And I'm wearing my like pajamas and sweats or whatever And my hair is all busted up And I still have sleep in my eyes And I haven't finished a cup of coffee And he's recording this And you might be able to see that And God you know how exciting that is To see Aaron in his morning disheveled craziness Right (laughs) Whatever So yeah you guys are awesome and we love you and all those social media things and all the Patreon and Instagram and Facebook and Amazon links and all, all that's doesn't mean anything without you guys. And that's what this is about is us loving each other and building this community and finding out where this road leads, man. And today it leads to talking to Eric Krasno. Um This dude is a definite virtuoso, a heavy hitter, uh, He's, you know, Jesus, Lettuce, Soul Alive, O'Teele Friends. He's played with John Mayer and the Rolling Stones and 50 Cent he's written songs for. And I mean, I could just go on and on. This dude is Grammy awarded and, you know, just a monster. So without further ado, guys, I give you a firsthand look at this interview. With the magical, the mystical, the wizard of guitarism, Eric Krasno. Chiggity check with the riggity wreck You guys ready? Hello, Hello. Eric. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? What's happening, man? It's going good, brother. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Doing great. Can't complain. (laughs) No, you can't. Nobody listens anyway, right? <laughs> exactly, this is uh, a exactly. this this is Aaron. Um I'm the host of the No Simple Road and then over here next cool. to me on my left on my right over here is Apple.
1: Uh good morning, Eric. Good to have you on the show. Hey. hey. Cool. Thanks for having I my, me.
0: I got my nephew here with me. His name's Ryder. He's over here. Hey there. How's it going? Cool. Cool. So hey man, we're just we're How just hanging doing? out, brother. We we just we just wanted to meet you and say hello and hear about you brother i mean jesus christ it's such a amazing career you know it's we're super honored to have you here with us and excited man what's your day looking like today you having me on yeah yeah no um
2: worries. you know i i this morning i went to the gym actually i've been trying, trying to get healthy <laughs> this year you know classic uh the classic, um, you know, resolution of sorts that, um, you know, I'm, I'm just getting back from Hawaii. I was out there and, um, pretty drastic change. I was out there with Phil Lesh doing some shows and then took a few days off in Kauai and, uh, that, that's ended up jamming with off, Ozo Motley and G love out there. Yeah. It was super fun, man. And I got to do a bunch of hikes and see a bunch of waterfalls and saw whales and saw, um wow. oh, all man. sorts of amazing things
0: <laughs> you know that place every time every time i've ever gone to hawaii like before i leave i'm like how can i work it out that i can live here <laughs> yeah okay, how can i yeah, make this that's happen yeah exactly
2: like... yeah some yeah, people I... do you know it's most people that live there tell that same story um with a yeah. different ending <laughs> yeah
0: totally yeah. <laughs> i'll take I'll take where I'm at now i'm up we live up in Portland and <laughs> I'll tell you what man it's beautiful up here in the Pacific Northwest
2: oh yeah, it is yeah, it is
0: so i'm I'm curious man, like over the past few years, like you know we're all huge deadheads in this house, like that's how this show started mm-hmm. is me talking about the dead and and it's just evolved mm-hmm. into like this community thing and talking to people like you and. You know, you get to talk to your heroes, and it, it's it's surreal on our end. But I, like, yeah, for as, sure. a, as as a fan, like I'm just curious, man. Your your style is like so varied and huge. Like, how does that start? Like as a kid, what were you listening to? Like, how did that germinate into this thing?
2: You know, there there was music around my house. My brother is a musician. My dad plays a little music, too. My grandfather was a musician. Uh, My uncle was a musician. So there was a lot of music around me. You know, my dad was a huge Beatles fan, huge Rolling Stones fan. He liked, he had a bunch of Dead records, too. Um, And, um, you know, I gravitated towards The Grateful Dead early. Uh, My brother was a fan. He brought me to gigs. I I saw them when I was 12 years old for the first time um, in 88. I saw them in 89. I saw them in 90. You know, I saw a lot of shows when I was a kid. Um, And, you know, there was there was something about the culture beyond the music. You know, I wasn't really a musician yet at that time, but I was drawn in by the, the culture. By you know feeling like I fit in somewhere to a certain degree, I was like, oh, I like you know these people are are welcoming wel- welcoming to me, you know. Um, and you know, I was a different kid. I was into different stuff, you know. There, I wasn't into like pop music really. Although I did like, I loved Michael Jackson. I had uh, I would at my earliest memory of albums was like I remember going to buy like I think it was Thriller, and I carried it around in this backpack, the vinyl and anywhere I went, I would put that on. Um, <laughs> and then oh, the same thing, yeah. you know, as, as, as music, as I, my tastes evolved, I mean, I was really into Led Zeppelin, you know, whenever, whenever I was into whatever it was, I just went deep, you know, I got into Led Zeppelin and I just went so deep, got into every single record. And that's when I started learning to play guitar. Um, was like learning some of those, that, the, that music. And, um, and then, you know, it was funny. And I guess that must've been, it was called, I guess that all converged around the same time. But, um, then when I got into playing guitar, you know, I got into Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix. And, and then I got into jazz, like Grant Green. And I was into James Brown and Herbie Hancock, like the funky area era. So I've had a lot of different, I've gone down a lot of different like rabbit holes, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know when I first started the band let lettuce it was it was it was kind of like a hybrid of like we wanted to take the 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 funk rhythms and then take the improv into this other weird psychedelic area you know we were listening to the I was just listening to the dead, some of the guys were listening to fish and we, and then you know some of the guys were listening to Tower of power and Earth Wind and Fire, and we were trying to just throw that into this weird. Hot and and mix it up you
0: know it's it's this lettuce is this like beautiful amalgamation of all of that like the first time i saw you guys was last year here at the roseland and yeah i didn't know what i i didn't know what to expect from a live show from you guys like i i walked in just ready for anything and you guys took me on such a ride dude it was it was when we left there, I couldn't, st- I was dancing in the street after the show. We yes. <laughs> were dancing
1: for several days after that show. Yeah.
0: It was, it was awesome. Cool, cool. Such, a, such a ride. You know, it's like you took us through like every emotion. That I can imagine that night. It just like you know from the from the stomping kind of funk where it's like dirty funk. You put some stank on it, and then you know all the way up to yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was your your trumpet player's twenty first birthday that night, that. man. And he just took us on this great
1: <laughs> jazzy man, ride. He was so full of energy that night. He amazing didn't blow the roof off that place. He was so excited. Yeah, but nice, you know, the, nice. if, yeah, if well, it,
0: I I think about like. I play music and like, I kind of had the same experience as you, man. Like, you know, growing up, I, I went, I didn't go to my first dead show till I was 18. It was in 89. And like you said, like, I always felt different and I always felt like left out and I was a weird kid too. And the music and the culture, like you said, was the thing that drew me in too. Like, I felt like I found my home. Like mm-hmm. these, this is my tribe. These are my people. But what, you yeah, know, you start yeah. playing guitar. What was the thing that kept you going that just like, I'm just, to me, it's like, how do you get to the level that you're at that, that virtuoso you know, you just keep doing it and you just get better. Or did you just know? Yeah. Like, well, this I've is been, my thing? you know,
2: I've been, well, when I met the guys in lettuce, that was a huge turning point for me because, you know, I, I lived in a, in a suburban town and I was, you know, I had great friends and a great family, but you know, I, I didn't necessarily have a lot of people my age playing music around me. You know, it was like my dad would have his little jam sessions and parties and people would play or my brother's band. He was six years older and, you know, I really wasn't really allowed to jam with them you know? or, you know, I was, but it wasn't like serious. So when I met those guys, um, we all went to this like summer music thing that part of the Berkeley college of music when we were like 15, 16 years old. And, uh, I met those guys and I met that. It was that same kind of thing where it was like, I met my, my, my new family, you know, and, and those guys pushed me, you know what I mean? They were, you know, they were better than me, you know, and they, they, I met a lot of people that challenged me at that point. And, and, um, I think there was, I've had just many, many different waves. I've been really fortunate to meet so many people along the way that pushed me. You know, there was, there was that. And then after that, I studied with a guy named Youssef Latif in college. Oh yeah. Who really got, yeah. Who, if no, if anyone out there doesn't know him, you should check out his albums. Um, and he's a multi-instrumentalist. I mean, he, he played with Coltrane and Dizzy and all these jazz you know, legends and he's one himself. And he kind of pushed me to really find my own sound, find my own voice and to be a multi-instrumentalist. I had at the point, I started out playing bass first and then guitar and I played some piano and he he helped me develop um, as a musician, not just a player, you know, and as a composer, he would, he pushed me to write songs weekly and bring those songs into the class and we would improvise with them and, so that was another one and then you know and then I met Soul Live and those guys obviously are virtuosos and that took me on a whole that that, that really helped me form as an artist I mean I, I didn't I didn't know what I was doing until I met those guys and we really we started making albums, you know, and then I started watching the producers around me because we got signed to a label and we were on blue note and I got to work with some of my, some of these amazing producers and engineers and I started learning that craft. So really, you know, I think my most important trait is, is to, is that I've been able, you know, been able to absorb some of the things around me as I've kind of, you know, as kind of, as I've you know, I've had a really fortunate, um, career as far as being able to just work with such amazing people in such a diverse, um, you know, areas of, of music. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's been great working with John Schofield. I mean, he was my hero. He's my absolute hero as a kid and, or as like a teen and you know, a teenager into college or whatever. And, and then to be able to have played with him over the years and now for many years and, and, uh, toured with him and stuff and you know and i, I mean then playing with phil lesh i mean my dad my, oh my dad God, yeah. came and saw me play with phil you know and he was just like blown away i mean he was you know we i we used to sit there like the first he showed my dad like showed me how to play friend of the devil you know when i was a kid so you know it's wow. like uh a, a full circle you know for, for and, and uh so yeah it's been uh it's been amazing and i think along the way making friends with all of these people too has been, you know, learning life lessons from them and how to, how to, you know, I mean, all these guys, you know, people like Phil and John Schofield and, and George Porter. And, you know, these guys have navigated the music industry for so long. Um, So I I pretty much listen to anything they say (laughs) and try to take notes.
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think about it. I'm like, you know, I've tried and put it in context with myself, you know what I'm saying? And like, I started doing this and, and we were just interviewing each other and, and like people that we know that are in the scene and whatnot. And then it started getting bigger and I'm talking to these people that like, I ne- I've i been listening to their albums, you know what I mean? Like it, it just became this whole other thing. And then it caused me to stretch and to open up and to, to be open to new things. And then, you know, it started as i opened up the opportunities started opening up and and all this stuff starts happening and and this, you see this magic happening around you and then you realize that the magic is happening through you and you have to allow yourself to be a conduit for that thing and mm-hmm. just being open to that and having those mentors and those people in your life is that's like that's what it's all about is helping each other right at the end of the day absolutely and so, like you Absolutely. know, having having guys like like Phil and, and John Schofield and sh- you know take you under their wing, or just even giving you nuggets of wisdom, it, it, I can't even imagine, man. Like you know w- what that does not not only to your playing, but like in your personal life too. Because I know my world's changing by doing this. So like, and you're giving that thing out to all of us, and you know feeling that on our end like it's a it's a reciprocal conversation you're having with the audience right
2: for sure for sure yeah yeah i mean you know um and you know i think for me also learning learning a lot of this music you know and and op- is had been opening up a lot of things because you know for me as a writer and and you know i've you know in the last few years started singing a lot I grew up singing and then kind of stopped for a long time cuz I was in all these instrumental bands and you know I've made finally came around to making my own solo record and singing on that and then I'm singing a lot of the dead songs with Phil that I like grew up on and it's been this whole new challenge in my life that's been really cool it's been this like a you know it's it's a my favorite moments are when we're doing or when like musically i'm doing something new whether i'm stretching out and playing something i never played before or singing a new song and kind of like just becoming comfortable with it um so you know i think also being around a lot of these great musicians it it push like i like i said before being able to to be pushed um by these people and kind of like thrown into like throwing a little bit outside my comfort zone and maybe like bobbling a little bit, but then kind of like making it through, you know, those are the moments that I really, um, I really look back and, 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 well, I mean, I enjoyed them a lot in the moment now, you know, even though I might get nervous, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, I, that's the stuff that really, that really makes an impact on me though.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I, I can relate it to like, you know sitting here getting ready to call you I'm like okay you know I'm gonna be talking to Eric Krasno no no big deal here we go I'm gonna hit record on the thing but you know it is that's that thing it's when you're done and you you look back on it those are the things that you realize like wow this is making me who I am and and better at being me and opening up and realizing what life is about and you know I, I think about like we were listening to Blood From A Stone last night and this morning and there's so many different styles on that on that album like coming from uh, the Grateful Dead world and I don't know if you've experienced this as 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 a you know fan of the music but me personally like I get I find myself stuck in styles with stuff like I don't want to listen to anything else and then you know for a while and then something new will pop in but like when we listen to your album, like there's so many different genres that are happening, you know, from from one song to another, how how does that how does that happen, man? How how do you cross well, like that from one thing to the next? Well, that's honest.
2: That's honestly been my biggest hurdle. Is like I want to do so many different things, and sometimes it's hard to fit that into an album that's actually cohesive um, and that everybody can digest you know what I mean Um, so you know again I guess it just comes from you know I've been I've been all over the map when I was a kid I had the first Beastie Boys album and the Run DMC album and then listened to The Dead and then I would listen to Zeppelin and I'd listen to Black Sabbath and you know I listened to Bluegrass so it's like I don't really have boundaries with what I listen to and then when i make music um the same thing kind of happens where i just right. want to when i'm writing a song i want i don't really put a i don't really put it in a box i let it go where i think it needs to go um and uh in certain cases uh it's harder for people to like I don't know what genre you put the Blood from a Stone in. I guess you put it in rock and roll. But it's it really mass. all over it's a lot of <laughs> Yeah, you put it yeah, exactly. But so yeah. and I don't really care about the labels, but it's but sometimes, you know, people are like, Well what is it? And it's like, uh I don't really know how music. to music you just have to music, Yeah, you just man. gotta listen to it. Yeah, it's just music. So um yeah, you know, I guess you know it comes from it. You know, the, the other interesting thing is like we're in an age, and even me growing up, or especially now, you have access to like so much music. You know, I mean, there was there was a, you know er, er, an earlier time where it was like you had the radio and you had like the records that your friends bought, and that you. But now it's like you can you have access to everything. You know, I grew up in a time where where you know. I would listen to music from all eras, you know, I listen to jazz and I listen to rock and I listen to reggae and, you know, so I, I all of that just seeps in to what I'm creating, you know, and what my bands and my friends create as well, you
1: know. I, I just was going to throw in, man, listening to your album, I love, first of all, you have a great voice. Like on the rise, and then that goes into Curse Lifter. That Curse Lifter,
0: oh my god, listen to it many
1: times. Me and Aaron both heard. We hear so much influence in there from like Almond Brothers to Santana, Santana yeah. to just all kinds of stuff. It's amazing.
0: Right. And and but yeah, you know, those it's, are, it's, 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 those were
2: the two big ones on that one. You know, is Santana and Almond Brothers. I'm glad you glad you picked those out because those were two that I grew. You know, I listened to a lot as a kid. And when I wrote that song, I was originally like, and I played it for Derek. That was when I, for, I played bass in Tedeschi trucks band for a while and did a lot of work on their records. Um, and so when we were doing that, I think I wrote it like a right around when we were making one of his, one of the Tedeschi trucks band records Now I was down at his studio um, and I always had him in mind for that And at first I thought maybe we would do it With their band um, But then when I started putting my album together I was like oh man I should get him to come play on that For my album <laughs> So it worked yeah. out And and uh, and I, we did it I, re, I ended up recording it up here um, The rhythm tracks And then we did the guitar tracks together Like live down at, in his studio In, in uh, Jacksonville
0: where where are you out out in the world right now, man? I'm in Brooklyn. That's where I live in. I live in oh, Greenpoint, right Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, my wife is from the Bronx, man. So I know what's up. Oh, nice. Yep. <laughs> I married I married a Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll tell you, dude. It, you know, in listening to all this music, like it's it's such an integral part of my life and and who I am and our family and all this stuff. And, and, you know, first, like talking to O'Teal was a huge deal for us and, and having him on the show and watching you guys play in O'Teal and friends. Like I'm curious, like as a guitar player, you know, you play with so many different outfits, you know, soul live lettuce and all this stuff that you do. And a lot of artists, like, they have their, their thing. They play in their band. That's it. You know what I mean? But when I see you play in, in these other, in, with all these different groups, you have this knack of morphing yourself and, and, and changing. Like, I, I saw a video of you and Oteil and John Kadlicek playing, and I, I don't know where, I can't remember where it was, but Oteil's dressed like a pharaoh. <laughs> and, oh um,
2: yeah, that was the first gig in Philly. Yeah. Man. We were, that was know. Halloween. We were all like dressed up, and people just thought it's funny because when you look at the videos, people just think we're just weird, but it was Halloween. <laughs>
0: that
2: was beautiful. So we were, I think you were dressed like Run DMC yeah. or something, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. DMC, yeah. <laughs> and you're just you started playing and in if I had my eyes closed, nobody told me who the band was. Like I hear like updated jerry garcia coming through the speakers to me man and it's it's an amazing thing to hear this this metamorphosis of style and and flow coming through to us from you guys like did you study that like is that or is that just something that's come out naturally through through you know osmosis?
2: yeah i i wouldn't say i studied it it's just that you know i I never sat down and, like, learned note for note, like, anything, but, you know, that's his style has always been there, you know, for me. It was, I mean, it was, like, the first yeah. thing I listened to, you know, like, before I even played guitar, you know. My first, my my original, like, image of what guitar is is that you know so then you know but but it's funny because it's a full circle because for me I didn't listen to the dead for a long time like there was years I mean where it would be around but I wasn't like you know heavy into it because I was learning like just other styles I was you know into guys like John Schofield and George Benson and learning learning that style of guitar um and then, like, you know, it was always there, though, you know? And then and then I, I would go back to it here and there. And then in the last few years, I mean, I would say, before, like, when Phil, when I started playing with Phil about, I guess that was, like, 2013, um, I had already, like, kind of been busting out my old records and listening again and, like, going back to some of my old favorite shows. Um, and then when I started playing with him, I had to learn, you know, like 60 tunes overnight. Like he sent me a list. Oh and a lot God. of them I a lot of them I knew but had never played on the guitar, but it was just a natural thing. I mean, it, but I have to say there there it was way more challenging than I really remembered it. But but the the great thing about it is that it all was in my head, you know, from growing up on the music, you know. So, I even though I didn't really I never learned them on guitar. I knew the nuances and I knew the what the lyrics were about and what, what the, the sentiment of the songs were, you know? So that, that was important. A lot of people come in to that gig and have never listened to The Dead and they're learning like more like technical. Here's the bridge, here's the chorus. But, you know, I think what Jerry had a really... Had it, was so masterful at relaying the sentiment of the song, you know, and the lyrics and, and the way him and, and Hunter worked together was, you know, one of the greatest combinations of, of, of music, of, 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 uh, creativity ever, you know? Yeah. So I think that was, that was really important. Um, For me, like, kind of learning the material was that it was already there somewhat. So going back, like, then learning technically. I mean, of course, there's certainly, and then their songs are a lot more complex than people think. You know, a lot of people that are, like, muso, like, jazz guys would maybe, like, think that it's really simple music, but it's not. There's a lot of interesting, weird changes um, and different time signatures and different you know it's like just it's 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 quirky music you know um and I, I, it's funny because now <laughs> yeah well it's funny because now it's weird because i love it more than i ever have because uh going now having like learned it uh on an instrument and, and singing it and um it's becoming something that i'm like somewhat obsessed with <laughs> again well you know you know, you know and, like always, 30 years later man, like
0: yeah I always say like when i when I came to the dead, so i I was a wild man when I was a little kid I, like as <laughs> as a teenager I was a, a nut job like i when I found psychedelics, I was fucking sprung, and you know i I did a lot at a young age, too much too fast for sure, and when I found the dead, like the lyrics Garcia hunter lyrics, bobby's stuff, like it taught me how to be a human being again and not be broken. You know, I, I, I hate to put it in that context, but that's really what went down. Like it taught me how to live again and, and how to put my thoughts together and talk and not be a mess. And that stuff became part of my DNA. You know what I mean? And I can't even imagine from your end, like, you know, you, playing it once it's part of you like that and then being able to play it then it comes through all of your experience and everything that you've done and becomes something else and that's what's beautiful about it
2: yeah i agree i mean and i i'm glad that i came to it at this point in my life because you know i've been through a lot you know at this point and you know traveled a lot and played with a lot of musicians and, and, you know, I've had enough experience that I bring something to it. That's different than when I was, you know, 20, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, so anyway, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been a really, really cool experience. And, you know, to, to have any thing to do with that legacy, even it's, it's on the, the fringe of it, uh, has been, in honor, You know, to play with Phil and Billy and, and Bobby and just to be around them. And, and they're all like doing it, I think, at the really, at, a, at an amazing level. I mean, Joel, you know, Phil is 78. And he's out there playing three sets on New Year's, and That's you know, crazy. pushing, learning different, you know, learning new songs every night. We're there every day rehearsing. Like, I'm tired. I was like, I had to like get a stool, like sit down, and and I'm <laughs> and, and, and our and our and Robbie Taylor who's like, you know, our production manager comes over to me. He's like, Phil's 78. He doesn't need a stool, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I went surfing this morning. I, you know, now we're, yeah, you guys no, are but, killing uh, me. Anyway, yeah, but uh yeah, so it's just been uh, really cool and same with Bobby. I mean I feel like Bobby, you know, when he's on, man, he's really on. He's been singing and playing his his ass off. Um and so it's it's uh yeah, it's just cool to you know, for me, I think about when I was a teenager and to think that, you know, at this point I'd be able to play with those guys is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's this whole thing that happened, like, the music's never died away, there's always been something going on ever since Jerry Garcia passed, yeah. like, there's always been something happening, yeah. but when, when Fair The Well went down, it it was like a, a bomb exploded, and the scene just woke back up, and all this music started pouring yeah. out of the scene, it's just insane, and, you know, you guys, sure. like, with Lettuce and Soul Live, like, I feel like, it's not on the periphery brother it's it's not it's not it you guys are that thing as it's evolving as it's becoming more that it's it's that and it's that alive and becoming something else and an extension I guess is what I'm trying to say and I'm I'm curious yeah. Eric Eric man like how did how did lettuce even like how what's the genesis of that thing
2: well we started it in high school when we were like 15 Um, and we basically, we decided at that point that when we got to college, we would continue. And that, so when we came back, we all went to Berkeley for like, I only went for one semester, but we all came back and we started the band. Um, and it's been around ever since. I mean, it's always, for a long time it was, um, on and off because, you know, I was in Soul Live and Adam Deitch had various different bands. He played with John Schofield, Average White Band. All of everyone in the band has been side met in different different situations. Uh Eric Coombs, Jesus, he played with like Doctor Dre and Eminem and all these guys and our guitar player. Shamines was in Lady Gaga's band and wow. Robert Randolph and so everybody um has done a lot of different things. I haven't been touring with, with them lately just because I put out my solo record and I'm doing a million other things. So it's kind of always been a collective of, of like brothers. Um, and then it just, and really in the last four or five years is when it became, something you know a lot of the guys in the band wanted to make it a full-time thing um i come in and out because you know between soul live and then i I produce a lot of records i play with Phil. i do my solo thing so i can't commit to every single show that they do you know I, i come in for certain shows but it's one of those things that it will live on you know it's just one. it's like we we're all so tight as friends and um it's something that I mean. Now Adam Deitch and and Schmeens and the core guys—they've been you know really pushing it ahead and and you know putting all everything into it. And uh, but it's something that's just been around most of my life. You know, we started it in, in when we were kids. And, Isn't it um, crazy? to it think was really that just
0: in... <laughs> started that as kids, and now it's become this thing. And you guys are like this brotherhood. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's it's a trip it's trip and it's expanded some and we've added certain people but you know it really comes down to like it started uh, as like a bunch of kids in a jam in a jam room just wanting to get weird <laughs> you know um, yeah i mean and who doesn't having want to get weird yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i go ahead apple
1: oh uh, well, i i just had a question we keep talking about all these genres how you crossed over so many and have so many involved in like your new album uh, reading up on you a little, I saw a thing that was talking about your grandfather's influence, a uh, new genre on me. I, and it's an old one, I guess, is, is the gypsy jazz. Uh, can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? That's something I need to research and listen to now.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, he, I mean, he played gypsy music, which was like, you know, he was, an, you know, my family's Eastern European and, and, uh, he, he kind of delved into that I and mean, he was a doctor but he played like classical piano and and violin fiddle and it's at one point in his life he kind of just dug into that music which had been passed down generation to generation but hadn't really been um transcribed and written down and hadn't a really a lot of it hadn't been recorded you know so it was a lot of like old folk tunes that were handed down generation to generation so he decided to form a band and and started actually performing it live but also recording it and transcribing and writing down some of these like kind of classic songs and then he also did renditions of other people's songs he did like some Beatles songs in the gypsy fashion and um you know yeah there's kind of like some klezmer in there um and uh You know, you should check it out. I I actually want to, I have his records. You can't really find it online. So I was thinking about figuring out a way to put it on like SoundCloud or something so people can hear it. Um, But yeah, there was Lou Krasno and the Gypsy Gems. And uh, he passed away when I was a teenager, but I've been able to find some of his records on eBay (laughs) and on, and I think on Amazon and stuff. I found, I found one that he signed actually. To somebody And it's really funny Because he goes I don't know He he wrote something Along the lines of I don't know if this is The type of music That you like But I hope you enjoy anyway You know (laughs) Because it was a pretty Because it was a pretty Yeah it was a pretty Obscure genre I mean you can hear Have you ever listened to The Who Baba O'Reilly That song At the end of it You hear like a gypsy violin That was like very much Or if you remember the, the, The most famous guys In the genre Was a guy named Stefan Grappelli who my grandfather actually knew and then the guy named lorindo almeida which which who actually made a record with my grandfather he was like a gypsy guitarist jangle reinhardt is another famous name that you may have heard but um yeah that that style is uh kind of you know where the first that was a lot of the first music i heard as a kid because my he would play to, you know when he'd come visit us he would he would play violin in the living room there and play our piano um, wow. So that was, that was like the first stuff I heard.
0: So you're, you're just, you're carrying on a lineage, man. This stuff's in your DNA. This is part of you. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, shit. I, I wish my parents would have been musical. <laughs> my mom was yeah, a trapeze you know? artist and my dad was a movie producer. So I didn't have that in the house. Uh, those and are cool. Beatles. Those, that that, was those it. Those are
2: both pretty, those are interesting professions. My mom's actually a painter and sculptor and, was into art you know she's an artist on that side but um
0: yeah it's it's a trip to have that to have you know create I guess I guess they were creative people if you think about it creative parents because I remember my mom always telling me like you know uh you can do anything you put your mind to there's nothing in this world you can't you can't achieve as long as you believe it and having that having that as a foundation from where you're coming from man I mean that sets you up for beautiful things in your life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm wondering like in your path and the things that you're doing, there, there's so much going on. You're, you're a busy dude. And, and again, man, thanks for doing this with us. It's awesome. But I, uh, I'm just curious like all this stuff that you do like is there is there one thing that's the focus for you that's like your true love the thing that you want to do the most more than anything or is it all part of it
2: i think you know it's all part of it i you know i always have something you know when i made blood firm stone that was the that was kind of my you know thing i was working toward and at the time at, right now i'm actually making a, a concept album that's uh that I'm pretty deep into. I'm actually mixing and and making, you know, or I'm doing an animation piece, or, or I have a guy. Oh, uh, this wow. guy Josh Clark is is doing animation to the, to a bunch of the songs. So and it's 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 a cool idea, and I'm I'm really deep into it right now. So I'd say like, you know, it changes like every. You know, once I get into it, or if I'm producing a record, I'm producing Marcus King right now. I don't know if you, know if you guys have heard him, but he's amazing. Um, and uh, I kind you know, wait. when I, I'm, I'm di- I was, I'm like, been kind of deep into making that record and writing songs with him. And, but yeah, currently I'm making this, this concept record and it's basically, uh, I'm, I'm narrating, uh, the stories of, four people that live in this building in Brooklyn and kind of telling their story through these songs. Um, and they all live in different apartments, but it kind of like, um, shows how they're, it tells different stories about them and how they are, their lives kind of interweave together and, uh, using some animation stuff to kind of help tell the story. But it's, it's mainly be narrating, the story. And then I have a few people as guest artists that are actually portraying some of the characters. And it's a cool project. I've been working on it for about nine months or something. And I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I mean, I tour and play a lot of shows, so I can't work on it every day, but, but, uh, it's been a little bit of a slow process. Uh, but I've got like seven songs done and three or four more to go. And, um, releasing the first single hopefully in like March. Cool. Um, so cool. that's that's kind of the the current the current thing. We also just recorded a, an EP for Soul Live that's coming out in the end of February. So there's a lot of new music coming out this year yes. from various projects that I'm involved in. So I'm I'm excited about that.
0: So this animation thing that you're doing, like the the story that you're talking about, is that all like? something from inside your mind that we're going to get to see yeah (laughs)
2: inside Uh, uh, this uh, weird uh, mind (laughs) i can't wait man that's gonna
0: be awesome that's exciting
2: yeah i'm i'm really excited about it and i think it's really pushing the boundaries for me like you said that there's a lot of different influences inside of it um but um yeah, I'll, I will definitely send you send it to you guys once I cool. once I have it, you know, fully finished.
0: What was the inspiration for it, man? I'm curious. Um, that's a good
2: question. It just kind of sprung. You know, I, I had written a few songs, and when I, I realized they all kind of had a a, a theme. And I, you know, without really knowing it. And then I kind of said, Oh, well maybe this is from this person's perspective. And maybe this one's from this one person's perspective. And you know, I, I, it's, it's a little bit based on where I live in Brooklyn. Um, and watching, I've lived here for 15 years in this apartment or 14 years. And, uh, so it's I've watched this neighborhood change and, and this neighborhood like gentrification like take hold of Brooklyn. So a lit, there's the kind of a, a, a B role in this whole thing that that or you know there's kind of like another that that's kind of a current throughout this whole thing is how you know people live in in Brooklyn and it, it goes deeper into each each it, and then each person, each character is kind of an amalgamation of people that I've known since I've lived here. So I guess, I guess what I'd say is it's like my ode to Brooklyn. Um, and it kind of, you you wouldn't, you know, when it's, the songs all live on their own and I don't know that you would know that it's like this deep storyline until you see the animation or you, you kind of like read about it, you know? So like if you hear one song and then hear another song, You just be like, oh, this is cool. But then when you see the visuals and you realize, oh, wow, this is like a story. Because I've always been into that. I've always been into, you know, albums that go one step beyond and tell a story Mm -hmm. um, and have like some narration to it. Um, So there's, there's, uh, I've always wanted to do that and I've never really had the idea for it. So I I think once that came together, I've also loved films that do that, you know, films that kind of show various different people in their element. Um, I don't know. I've always been interested by that because I think everyone can relate to the characters in this story. It's all like, Oh, that's like my cousin or, Oh, that's like, you know, my sister, you know, or that one, or like, you know, so it's, it's like, it's uh it's just really my commentary um on where I live and like the different characters that kind of reside here.
0: <laughs> you, you have a do you have a title for it yet or is that on the down low? Uh
2: I think I do but it's not definite yet so I'm not going to say it yet but as soon okay. as I okay. know it I'll let you guys know. <laughs> it's yeah, nice, right it's, not, get, it's like 80% I it. but I just haven't I haven't like totally uh gotten there yet.
0: Yeah, we don't want to speak it before it's born, man. I got you.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I will the definitely give my...
2: you guys a heads up, though.
0: Right on, man. I'm I'm super excited about that. I can't wait. Like, you know, it like you're talking about those things that have different layers and and different levels and as a, as a music fan and a lover of that world and all that, like that's one of the things that gets me off the most is, is finding the secret, you know what I mean? And thinking that you have anyway. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that I love about getting a chance to talk to people like you and is asking questions about like how you came up with this or that, or, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, blood from a stone. I mean, I, I think I know what it means. Like I I can get, I I get my interpretation of it, but how do you come up with that, man? Like to you, what's that about? Well, that one, that one,
2: I really want, I really wanted people to have their own interpretation of that one. It's very different than the current, the current album I'm working on because I wanted that, this, that to be really abstract. But for me, what it meant was like pulling something out of me that I didn't know was there, you know, or that wasn't there necessarily, you know? Um, until I kind of mined for it, you know? Um, and that one, I have to give credit to, to uh, Dave Gutter, who is my co-writer on a lot of it mm-hmm. and helped me write a lot of the songs, pretty much all the songs he co-wrote with me. And he's so he was he's a guy that i've looked up to for a long time he was the lead singer for a band called rustic overtones like which was they were big in the 90s and he was like a really just one of my favorite favorite songwriters and uh we kind of met at the right time well we've known each other forever but we kind of got together and started writing in a time where we both were kind of ripe for that you know we were we had both like gone through relationship things. I mean, if you you can tell on the album that almost like most of the album is about me and him, or we're both going through crazy, like breakup situations. And, you know, you can, you can hear that and feel that on the record. Um, and, and, uh, so that, that's was, was partly like our cleansing, (laughs) you know what I mean? From some of that. And then, and then, uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess it also really, I initially went into it not necessarily knowing that I was going to sing everything. Um, and then coming out the other side from it, coming out the other side from it, I was like, Oh, well I can do this. And I am doing this and I will do this. So, and then, you know, I, then I spent the next like year touring and kind of created a band around it. Uh, Even though in the studio it was mostly me and Dave and then, uh, uh Chris from London Souls and and on drums so it was like you know it became something that just i didn't know really was there it was like once we got in a room and just started making music it became something it was that that was the blood from the snow and it was like uh it was like not you know it was creating something that was not there <laughs> yeah coming
0: coming from such a a personal oh. like that's personal like those feelings that you have when you break up with somebody you're going through that thing like that can be the most yeah. tumultuous turmoil in your whole fucking life man and yeah, you know, yeah. You put you put that down in music. And then it's out there for everybody to hear. Isn't that scary, man? Like to expose yourself like oh, that. Oh yeah. Isn't that yeah? Isn't that a oh a yeah? I,
2: oh, I was scared for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was it was like a it was a huge like cleansing for me. Like it needed to happen. You know that song on there called Please Yeah was like literally the moment of like being okay again. You know that was like that I, I was you know that was like where the turning point. You know, when we recorded that song, it was yeah. everything was different for me, you know, um, and, and you can hear the vulnerability in that song. And I'm not like a soul singer, but I wrote a soul song. You know what I mean? And I was, like, <laughs> I, I was going to get I was going to get someone else to sing that, you know, originally, and we all listened back and we were like, like, that was like a scratch vocal. You know, but it was like, like so vulnerable, you, and you can hear me like cracking, and I'm not in tune, and but it's there. That's that was what
0: that's real. That was it. That's you real. Know? And that that's yeah. I mean, and same
2: with it? same with the the one called torture. It's like I just literally sang that one time with my guitar in my hand and, and doubled the vocal as a scratch. And I was out of tune and fucked up, and but we and and both of those I was I had to get be convinced to put it out. Like I was like, no, no, because you know I'm a producer too, so like I'm always pushing the vocalist to get the best take. And then you know with with this record, you know it, to put things out that weren't you know I it was a learning process though because you know sometimes. Yeah have to be imperfect I mean it's like that's that's when you really feel it that's you know when something's perfectly tuned you, you it loses its vibe you know and it loses yeah, he, its pain you know and it's
0: not good <laughs>
2: yeah exactly exactly and as a,
0: as a fan too like or as a person that just lives in the music like that's what we want man i mean my little voice if i can give you any encouragement or whatever like that's what we're looking for man i, I want to feel it I, yeah it doesn't yeah. got to be perfect yeah, my life sure. ain't perfect i want to feel that shit
1: i i wanted to ask yeah. you something kind of kind of looping back to you hit on it for a minute because we've been following him for a while and he's such a young man the uh marcus king uh you know there's yeah, videos yeah. out there like one that sticks in my mind of him playing on stage with warren haynes and warren haynes just quits playing they're in the middle of the show. He yeah. puts his hands down, stands back, and just looks at this. I mean, it's got to be such an old soul in this young man's body. I'm just wondering your take yeah. on that. You played with him. We've seen some videos. Uh, what's your take on Marcus? Yeah. Haines?
2: I mean, I can't even express to you how amazing um, he is. It's uh, And just so beyond his years. And as a person, too. He's just... Uh, he's a, he, he he's an incredible musician incredible person he's a songwriter he's a, i mean his voice is one of the greatest voices i think of, yep. of our of like current times yes. um and and and, ama- and of course his guitar playing is unbelievable too so he's got every, he's got all of that you know um and he's a sweet sweet person you know and that means everything to me um his, his dad's a great musician and a great person. He comes from like a long line of musicians. Uh, working with him's been great. Watching him develop as a songwriter. Um, you know, and I you know he I, he's like a little brother, you know. As soon as I met him we clicked. Um, and we've kinda we we talk all the time. Um uh, so working much on soul his record has been really guy, cool. Man.
0: There's so much stuff yeah, that comes out amazing. of him. Like he just opens it's his amazing. mouth, and it's this flood of feeling, and he's just pouring it out for wow. us, man. And it's it's a it's a trip to watch. Like somebody that young, and you see his eyes, and you can just feel the feel the thing coming through. Like oh shit, like what just happened there?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's unreal. I definitely recommend going to see him. If you can, oh yeah, you know, yeah.
0: When what soon as soon as we see something come up here, in Portland or close by, we're we're there. Uh, okay, so we're yeah. running up against the we're running up against the clock. I got one more thing I want to ask you, man. And I know that that songs can be like children. And it, if somebody asked me who my favorite kid is, I wouldn't be able to answer. I love both my kids equally, but yeah, you yeah have a fa You yeah. have a favorite on the new album, man?
2: Oh, it's tough. That's tough.
0: Yeah. Oh, what yeah, is it? What rough. is it?
2: I don't know. That's such a tough <laughs> one, man. Well, All well, right. I like On, On the Rise, that song to me represents. So most of the album was made um, in like 2012. It just took me a long time to put it out, except for that song On the Rise was made right before not right before, but a few months before I actually released it. And that was like when I kind of found something that was different. Like it sounds like it doesn't like that's the one that was so different to me than the rest of the album. But I still felt like it was a pivot point in the album. So that one to me is, was a launch pad for what I'm doing now. Um, So I guess I'm going to pick that one because the, the new, that one, Production and sound wise, and sonics, and my voice, and my guitar playing—like that was where I said, "Oh, this is who I am as like a solo artist." You know, it was like this. You know, it's—I thought it combined genres together, but created something unique, you know, whereas a lot of the other ones you can pick out, oh, there's that, oh, there's this, you know, oh, Torture, okay. oh, it sounds like a Hendrix via, Hendrix in this year, or, it's not, or right. you know, Santana and All Brothers Curse Lifter, but on the rise, like, I don't know where, what you could point out about that you know sounds like so I guess you know that one <laughs> right so I think I think that one was where it was like oh I think we found something and that and that I made that one with a guy named Jeremy most who had a lot to do with the sounds and the production of that and he's actually co-producing my whole new record so that that one I'd say is like more of a prelude to what uh, I'm doing now so um right on man I'm gonna pick that. <laughs> all right
0: well eric eric man i just want to say like thank you dude thank you so much for taking time with us we're super honored that you came to talk to us and and you know i i just want you to know that if when you guys come up here and play next we're going to be out there man we're going to be pouring it back to you and we get it i, mean, oh, man. What I don't know if, I'm, I, don't know if I'm
2: alo- I don't know if i'm uh, allowed to say this but I think I'm gonna be there. Well, I am gonna be there. I just let me. I just need to make sure because they're announcing this like any moment. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> so I just got an email about it, well, well, but we'll I am playing means in it. Portland with. Psh, damn, I, can you can you check check back with me whether I can actually say this? But I'm I'm playing with the uh, Phil in Portland in like a few weeks. <clears throat> We're gonna be there. We'll uh, be there. February yeah, 2nd we'll be there. 3rd. I think I'm pretty yeah. when are you when are you actually putting this online <laughs> this 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 will like, be, uh, be
0: out this will be out on the 21st not this Sunday but the Sunday following and I okay, think that then, show okay, that show is announced yeah
2: oh yeah but they're, they're about to they're
0: not they haven't announced
2: me yet so they're announcing me as a special uh, guest for oh, that yeah, show that was,
0: oh so, Eric man we got tickets we're gonna <laughs> be yeah, there so, oh killer so I'll be there <laughs> see All you guys right, there brother fuck yeah I can't wait man alright man cool well enjoy enjoy All the rest right. of your day hey and you well man take it yeah. easy brother yeah
2: thanks for thanks for calling me right, take yeah, care yeah
0: see you soon bye bye later wow wow alright guys that was the man the myth the legend Eric Krasno. and if you yeah that was the mic drop you heard <laughs> in the background listen if you guys haven't gone and checked out blood from a stone yet you gotta hear this album like it's we're not blowing smoke it's not because it was eric krasno on the show that shit is fucking amazing and the thing with like different styles and all that like that's a real thing like what you're seeing on that album is the inside of this guy's soul and what has put him together as a person and he's poured it back out for us so let's support him man let's give him some love and oh shit we're gonna get to see phil and eric krasno uh, uh uh fuck yeah that's a cool fucking thing you guys yeah i am excited so everybody out there have a wonderful week we love you be nice to each other don't be a dick take care of each other spread love and you know what it really is no simple road and check that out. That was Eric Krasno. Far out, you guys. Love is all around
1: us.